Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. I want to, you know, I asked the Lord, you know, this week, you know, when he told me what he wanted me to talk about, I thought, Lord, is that really what you want me to talk about? (laughs) I was like, really? You know, it's been such a happy day. Um, and, but he says, I want you to talk about overcoming betrayal and rejection. And, um, and the reason that I want to talk about this is because many people in the body of Christ have faced one time or another, um, betrayal and rejection. And, um, you know, when someone is betrayed or rejected, it means that there's a close relationship with somebody. You're close. You've let your heart open, you've let them in, and you've trusted them with your heart. And you've believed that they would care for your heart as well as how you are giving of your heart. They're going to care for it in the same manner. So you've opened yourself up completely. And typically, it's on the friend level, people that are close to your heart, and it really comes in line with exactly what David said in Psalm 55:20. If we could pop that up, 55:20. I was betrayed by my friend, though I lived in peace with him. While he was stretching out his hand of friendship, he was secretly breaking every promise he had ever made to me. Isn't that amazing? So typically. Rejection and betrayal comes through a friend, someone that's close to you, somebody that you really have surrendered, in some ways, your heart to them. And Matthew 24, 10 says this, and then many will be offended. This is the last day church. And I would say that we are pretty much in the third day, last days in in God's economy And in the last days, it says, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Well, that's not real happy. You know, I mean, you look at that and you think, wow, that's just a real interesting outcome, (laughs) you know, to what's getting ready to happen. We're going to get offended, betray, and hate one another. Well, this is... In the last days, I'm just going to say this, there's a high probability, and I'm not going to say that it's an actual fact, but there's a high probability that you will experience betrayal and rejection in some manner or some form. And some of you might have already experienced that in your heart. Um, and, And really what's the fuel for many people being betrayed and rejected is because of people getting offended. They're getting offended with you. Sometimes it's just over simply how you're doing something, how you're conducting yourself in Jesus, how you're living out your life, how you're leading your business. I wouldn't lead the business like that. What are you doing leading that manner? I would lead another way. You don't know what you're doing. And we come up with these offenses that end up being, it's, it's, the offense is the environment 
for betrayal and rejection. Defense sets the stage for the ingredients of one being able to turn their heart um, away from somebody. So as you're simply living your life with Jesus, following the truth, obeying his word, in that people can just get offended. You're too religious. You're trying to look like you're good when you're not. You know, I mean, and so then therefore, rejection can happen. And before we jump into overcoming betrayal and rejection, we have to first be introduced to divine love. Because that's the only way you're going to make it through it. That's the only way. Divine love is the only way that you're going to be able to walk through it. And in that, you know, I had an encounter with the Lord uh, back in 1984 where he baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And I instantly was filled with something that I had been looking for all my life in all of the wrong places. And that was love. When my heart was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was filled with the love of God. And I, you know, until then, I thought I knew love, but I really didn't know love. I was very self-centered, very focused on myself, very much wanting to do what was important to me and not other people. And my love was really ethereal. It was in my head. And I wasn't living out love in my heart. I really didn't know what love was about. And, but after my baptism, honestly, I became a different person. I, I, I would actually tell people, I am loved by the Father. And I, I, I feel His love. His love is in my heart. I'm experiencing it every day. It's like, I'm loved. And you know, having the assurance of knowing that you're loved on the inside it doesn't matter what people think of me. I'm loved. And, and in that, I love this scripture in Romans 5, 5, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So hope is never disappointed when it's fixed on the love of God. When love is in your heart, it is the... Uh, the protection, the barrier, the shield, love is, is it's kind of, it, you know, I love what, what the, the, the Passion Translation says, that in the Psalms it says, it's the wraparound love. Don't go out without it. It's the wraparound love that's going to be there with you. So because of this love that's poured out in our hearts, see what God did is he withheld nothing. He basically took the bucket and he turned it upside down and he poured out his love into your heart through the Holy Spirit. He said, have the whole thing. And he poured it out into your hearts. He didn't give you a thimble fold. He gave you a bucket full. And he poured it out into your hearts so that you could withstand and be strengthened and be encouraged in the love of God, even in the face of adversity. That's why today the Lord was saying, I'm going to strengthen them by my love. Love gives you the strength and the ability to endure all things. 
So 1 John 2, verses 4 through 5, I want to share this with you. But the one who says, I have come to know know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. And by this we know that we are in him. So we're not talking about the spirit of God right now. We're talking about the word of God. And we're talking about the supernatural experience where God pours out his love into our hearts. And what it does is the steady formation of your character. It is the steady formation of who you are as a person. It's because of this formation that is taking place because you're keeping the word of God in your heart. You're obeying the word of God, and whoever keeps the word of God, the love of God is gradually being perfected inside your heart. Basically, you're growing up into maturity because of the love of God. You're growing up in all things because of this love, and this love is perfecting you and giving you the ability to endure and walk through many things. So we have to remember that it is that love is, is doing a work inside of your character, in who you are as a person. So it's really worked out in who you are behind closed doors is your character. It's, it's creating something within you that is beautiful, that is lovely. So I want to talk to you also, now that we've established that divine love is essentially needed for us to deal with overcoming betrayal and rejection. Now we can kind of step in to what I would say are the two common obstacles that love encounters. And I imagine that the great majority of the people in this room have encountered these obstacles. Or you might be getting ready to experience them. But what I want to show you is that each of them, betrayal and rejection is actually planned by God. And our love is not perfect until we know how to deal with both rejection and betrayal. Do you hear what I just said? And at both these areas, um, and with both of these areas, we have a divine pattern to know how to navigate through rejection and betrayal, which is in the very personhood of who We love and serve our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the pattern. He's the way that enables us to walk through it because he's already shown us the way. 1 Peter 2, 21 through 23 says this, For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. Do you see what's happening here? Christ is the pattern whom we are to follow particularly in respect when it comes to suffering, even unjustly, when we are rejected. We're to follow him and in his footsteps who experienced unimaginable pain 
and rejection and suffered for it on the cross. You know, Isaiah 53 says this, he was despised and forsaken of men. He was despised and forsaken of men and one that people, they didn't even esteem him. They didn't even look at him, acknowledge him. They turned their head away from him. He was one that was willing to be rejected to show you the way to know how to work through your rejection. He made the way so that you can be healed of your rejection and pain. So it says in verse 22, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. And while suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. There's the pattern of how we meet these things that attack love. Rejection and betrayal. Go after love like no one's business. And in that, I first want to look at, at how Jesus met rejection. You know, for three and a half years, he gave his life totally doing good, forgiving the people, healing the sick, raising the dead, and delivering people of demons. For three and a half years, he gave himself to those whom he formed and loved before the foundation of the world. He was walking amongst them and they did not know him. He was the one that created them and loved them, gave his life to them. And at the end of the period, the Jewish people arose alongside the religious people and were given a choice. The Roman ruler asked them, he gave them a choice. Who do you pick? Jesus of Nazareth or a criminal named Barabbas who was guilty of political insurrection, robbery, and murder? Who do you want? This good man that healed the sick, raised the dead, loved unconditionally? Or do you want a robber? One who what, tried to overthrow the government. One that tried to uh, be a thief and not even care about it. And the religious leaders incited everybody to reject Jesus. We want Barabbas. We want Barabbas. He might be a little, no, little rascal, but we want him. We like him. And you think, one that loved, laid down his life, loved, and they chose Barabbas. Talk about rejection. Talk about pain. And how did Jesus respond? Well, let's look in Luke 23, 34. Just one single verse. This is what Jesus said. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He prayed to the Father to forgive them for those that were crucifying him. I want you to notice he was not concerned about what was happening to him. He was concerned about what would be happening to them, the people. 
The marvelous example of Jesus is though he was in agony and being rejected, he was not concerned about himself. He was concerned about those who had rejected him. What a pattern. That is the pattern of Jesus. You know, the scripture says we need to be, we need to consider the other person more important than we do ourselves. That's scripture. Consider the other person. Honor the other person more than you do yourself. So now let's look at how Jesus handled betrayal, which I think is even harder to handle than rejection. I want you to turn to John 6, verses 70 to 71. And Jesus answered them, Did I myself not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is, is a devil? Now he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. Jesus knew, I, I just, it, this just blows my mind, that when he chose Judas, that he would be the one that would betray him. He knew when he cho- chose him. That's just, just an amazing, I can't explain that. But he chose Judas knowing that he would betray him. But the reason that I see is why he chose Judas is because first, Jesus is our pattern. And I believe that Jesus was was setting the stage to show us that there was nothing that we were ever going to experience that he hadn't already experienced himself. And so he was going to show us how to face betrayal because he allowed himself to be betrayed. Because what does the word say? In the last days, there will be many offenses and we will betray one another. Could the Lord actually have had the foreknowledge to know that I was going to need to go through this, be betrayed and hang on a cross so that my people would have a way to follow and know how to work through betrayal and be healed and restored in their hearts? Matthew 26, 47 through 50. This is in the Garden of Gethsemane. While he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, came up accompanied by a large crowd with swords and clubs who came from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he who was betraying him gave them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi. And he kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do you, do you what? Friend, do what you have come, do what you've come to do. And then he, they came and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. You know, I think it's amazing is that Jesus did not withdraw his friendship even to the last moment with Judas. He was still giving him an opportunity, friend, knowing exactly what he was doing. You know, the Greek word for friend means companion. And it comes from um, Psalm 14 says, my own familiar friend 
which ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. Jesus still accepted Judas as an intimate personal friend, knowing full well why he was kissing him. Now, those are two patterns to face rejection and betrayal. So I kind of want to summarize. Um, I mean, there are two things. There's two things here I want you to see. First is this. When you're rejected, when he was rejected, he did not withdraw his love. And this is very important that you understand this. When he was rejected, he did not withdraw his love. And when he was betrayed, he did not lose faith. I just want to say that rejection and betrayal are very difficult to walk through. I've had to walk through a lot. And over the years, it's been challenging to keep my heart open, to keep going, to not withdraw on the inside. You know, when you get hurt deeply in your heart, there's that part of you that wants to recoil and wants to just put up a wall, say, you know what, I've been there. And I'm not letting you this close ever again. And we, t we tend to put up our defenses. But could it be that the Lord sometimes uses rejection and betrayal as a means to perfect the love that he's put out within your heart to form the character in your heart that you might follow the pattern of Jesus and lay down your life for one another. In the natural, that's not the way I would respond. Because <laughs> remember, I wasn't that person that understood what love was. But when, when I got hurt, I could feel the iron door go, on the inside. No more. And I'd smile, put on a good face, but buddy, you ain't coming in here anymore. And that's how we respond. But that's not how Jesus responded. You've got to understand something. Jesus, in light of being rejected, did this, not this. He opened up his heart wide, and love exposes itself. It reveals itself. Love does not hide. Love faces adversity, and love wins. Love has the ability to walk through the pain and in that process, love, which is Jesus, is continually healing and restoring your heart. Love has the ability to recreate, to establish a love thing going on inside your heart on a continual basis that will never grow dry and never go dim. The love of God has been shed abroad in your hearts by the Holy Spirit, and it is this incredible love that is in you 
that heals you, restores you, mends you, keeps your head high, and you're able to walk into things with your heart wide open and being a vessel for God where the Spirit of God flows through and you're able to love people at all times no matter what they say to you, no matter if they leave you, no matter what they do to you, you're able to be love. Love on this earth. Love conquers all things. And in Jesus, I declare everyone in this room that's been rejected can be healed. Why? Because he was rejected. He went through the greatest rejection of anyone ever known. I want you to understand this. Jesus had fellowship and communion with his father every moment, every day. He was the apple of his father's eye. His father loved him. The scripture says that, that in Habakkuk, I believe it's Habakkuk 1, 4, 3, that God is pure than anyone else, and he cannot look upon iniquity. And therefore, you know what hurt Jesus? It wasn't that he was rejected by man. Yeah, I'm sure it hurt. I'm sure it was hard when he was rejected by everybody and he was betrayed. But the reality is what broke his heart was that when his father did not respond to him, when he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And it went silent. Why did it go silent? It's because God the father had to turn his eye away and not look at his son who was filled with the iniquity and the sin of all humanity. And when his father looked away, it broke his heart. Do you know what Jesus died of on the cross? A broken heart. He died of rejection from his father. That's what he died of. And he died of rejection and he bore it on the cross so that you could be healed of rejection. Amen. That is the great exchange. He took the rejection of his father, which broke his heart. And after that, it says, when he said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Silence. And Jesus didn't say another word after that. What happened? He breathed his last. That's what broke his heart, was the rejection of knowing his father turned his eyes away from him. He couldn't stand it anymore. That, that's, that was it. I'm out of here. I've done my part, father. I'm out of here. And he breathed his last. And he bore the rejection so that you can be healed. you got to understand this. This is the great exchange of the cross. All that we need is centered on the cross, the great and perfect sacrifice for all. Everything that we need in life pertains to the cross. And he bore it on the cross that you might be healed of this deep pain inside your heart. But you have to forgive. You have to forgive. You have to forgive mom and dad that maybe abandoned you, forsaken you, left you, didn't want you. You know what? I got good news. Jesus wants you. He, you're in the family. You've been adopted into the family, and you're never going to be rejected ever again. Yeah, mom and dad might have hurt you. I've been hurt by my mom and dad. You know, but I can't. I can't. That's yesterday. You know, 
That's been, that's been healed and under the blood because I forgave them. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know how to be mom and dad. They didn't know, how, they didn't know what they were doing. And they hurt me. But I forgive them. I, I forgive those that have betrayed me in my life, have just left me. My dear friends that were so close to my heart all of a sudden just turned up their heel against me and left me. Did it hurt? Woo! Yes! Oh my gosh, it hurt. I mean, betrayal is one of the deepest wounds you can ever, ever experience. You can be betrayed because of your spouse. Maybe they weren't faithful. You weren't faithful to each other. There could be deep wounds. But Jesus bore all of this rejection, all this betrayal on the cross so that you would have the pattern today to know how to walk through it and find the victory. You know, we heard today, today's the day of the victory, the victory of the cross. And today you can have victory, and it's real simple. You know, first of all, some of you just need to identify you have a problem. Okay? There's an issue. Quit keeping it under the rug. Oh, that didn't hurt me. And you go on with life like nothing ever happened. Your heart's bleeding. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, just, just acknowledge I've been hurt. I've been hurt. You know, sometimes there's a, there's a little boy, a little girl inside of you that's been like, Hey, y'all notice in here we're hurting? You're like, yeah, grow up. You know, the reality is, is that just acknowledge it. And I just say, Lord, I acknowledge I was hurt when my mom and dad separated. It broke my heart. You know, much of people's addictions today stem from a root of rejection. Alcohol, drugs, this all stems from a root of rejection. It does. Acknowledge you were rejected. You know, let me just say this. And then allow the Holy Spirit to put his finger on it. You need to give the Holy Spirit permission to put his finger on it. And forgive. And let him heal. See, when I, I used to try to keep up with my sons doing push-ups. And, you know, I was like, Whoo, I'm not going to let them beat me. Well, I did that so long, and then after a while, I'm like, oh, there's a soreness in my shoulder. Oh, I can't even lift my shoulder anymore. Ow, I can't even sleep at night. So there was a lot of pain in my shoulders. So I went to my doctor, who's an orthopedic surgeon. And um, so he starts, you know how doctors are? You know, they, 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 does that hurt? Does that hurt? Does that hurt? And you're like, gosh, you know, let, lighten up. So he's like, he took his thumb, and he was like all around my shoulder, He's like pushing it here and pushing it. Does that hurt? No, that doesn't hurt. And then all of a sudden, he got his thumb deep down inside of there. And then he said, does that hurt? I went, ah! And I jumped up off the, I mean, I just jumped up off the chair. I said, Vince, what did you do? He said, well, I just tapped into your rotator cup. I got my finger on it. I got my finger on the rotator cup. You know, the thing is, just simply acknowledge the fact I was hurt and let the spirit of the living God just put his finger on it. You know, just let him touch it. Yeah, it hurt. Let him touch it. 
and let him heal it. Healing comes through forgiveness. Confess your sins one to another, what? That you might be healed. Just forgive, and your heart is healed. And it's a journey, it's a process, but Jesus has given us this roadmap of how we're to respond to rejection and betrayal. We're to simply, you know, he says, do it as I did it. He says, so as I am in this world, so are you going to be. If I suffered rejection and betrayal, guess what? You're going to experience it. Have you all realized that? You're a follower of Jesus. Each of you follow him. You don't follow me. My goodness, I'd take you off on a beaten path. He's the leader. Follow him. And he says, but you will actually experience what I experienced. Remember, he said, if they reject you, remember, they rejected me first. So I best believe today, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, could I have, Melody, could you come with the keyboard? Thanks. Um, you know, I, um, I believe the Holy Spirit showed me that he wants to go in and touch some of your hearts today that have experienced rejection and betrayal. And it doesn't have to be a big emotional thing. You know, it really doesn't. It's simply a choice that you're choosing life. You're choosing healing. You're choosing Jesus. It doesn't have to be all drawn out, everybody on the floor wailing. It's just simply you choosing to forgive the betrayer and the one that rejected you. You know, I'll never forget the day that when I looked at my dad and I said, Dad, why were you always so mean to me all my life? I said, why did you always say such mean things to me? And he said, well, I, was just, I just didn't want you to get the big head. And I said, Dad, do you know how hurtful that was when you were putting me down and telling me I would never measure up into anything good? I would never achieve anything in life? I said, do you know how that cut me to the core when you rejected me? And my dad just stood there clueless. And you know what? He was rejected by his dad. He was only doing what he knew, what he experienced in life. And I said, Dad, I want you to know something. I forgive you for all those words you said to me. And I want you to know I love you and I honor you as my dad. Because, you know, I want things to go well with me because Scripture says if you don't honor your mother and father, it's not going to go well for you. I wanted things to go well for me. So I said, Dad, I just simply, I forgive you for all those words, what you said. And you know, I didn't have this Shekinah glory experience and the heavens open, angels coming down, and you know, the chorus was singing, woo, you know. 
It was just real simple. I just made a choice. Dad, I forgive you. And in that choice, there was such a healing in my heart towards my dad to where I could actually have the honor of leading my dad to Jesus on his deathbed when he was getting ready to die. I was able to lead my dad. And you know, that's just what Jesus would have done. He would have, yeah, I forgive you. Now let me show you the way. So I just want you guys to know, there's some here today that have been rejected and betrayed, and he just wants to heal your heart. So I want us to all stand. Father, I'm asking now that by the power of your Holy Spirit, the Lord, you would illuminate and bring to the mind of everyone here that, Lord, you want to heal of all rejection and betrayal. Holy Spirit, you're the one that shines the light. And I'm asking, Lord, that there would be those today that would just acknowledge the fact I have been hurt. I have been betrayed, rejected. And Jesus, I need your help. And Lord, I pray right now by the power of your Holy Spirit, you'd move upon that individual that is willing to let go. To let go and be healed. To not hold on and harbor anymore unforgiveness and hurt. But to let go and forgive and be healed this day. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking now that you would come upon those that you want to minister to. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the miracle worker in our midst. And I honor you, Holy Spirit. And I thank you that you've come to set us free, heal the brokenhearted, to bind up our wounds. Lord, I thank you for pouring out the oil and the wine upon the hearts of those that have been hurt. And Lord, I'm asking that if it be a hurt that happened a long time ago, maybe when they were a child, that Lord, you would surface that and reveal that, wow, that's still there. I didn't realize it was still there. And I thank you, Lord, that you're able to restore all things. So, if the Holy Spirit is just highlighting to you that, you know, today's a day that he wants to free you and heal you of any rejection and betrayal, would you just, would you be brave enough just to slip up your hand? Just be brave enough to slip up your hand. You know, I, um, what I would like to do if you don't mind, um, if you know, we're the body of Christ. You know, and when one person's hurting, do you know we all hurt? Do you know when you have a, an ailment or a cut on your hand and it's infected, it affects your whole body. So when one's hurting, the whole body of Christ is hurting. Okay. So what I'd like for us to do, if you're brave enough just to slip your hand up, I want us, those that are around those that are, have raised their hands, I want you just to come around them, and let's just begin to pray for them. And 
and help them walk through forgiveness, forgiving those that have hurt them and betrayed them. Because today's a day of freedom. The victory is in the cross and is to be applied in everyone's life today. So lift up your hands if you just want some prayer. Now I want us just, uh, if we could um, come around those that have raised their hands. I want everyone who's raised their hand to have somebody come around them. And I want you just to help lead them in a time of prayer of, of just forgiveness. Forgiveness and letting go of the pain, the hurt, the resentment, the rejection, the betrayal. It's now a time of where the Holy Spirit does His work. And I just want to ask now, Holy Spirit, I'm asking now that you would come and, and lead those in prayer. And Lord, I just declare, Holy Spirit, that today is a day of, of healing and victory. And I thank you because of the cross. There are those here today that are going to be healed of all rejection and pain. So come, Holy Spirit. Come and have your way with us. And I thank you in Jesus' name.